2: Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may
0: be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. December 13, 2020. Hot cocoa and hot chocolate. Violins and Our Lady of Guadalupe. This is Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a daily show, even though it technically isn't every day. It is barely edited and sometimes offensive. It is a good show. Some might even call it awesome. If you are friends with someone who doesn't think this show is awesome, you deserve better friends. Hi.
2: Hello happy sunday who are you i who am we stranger danger we literally never say our names on this show
1: my name is meg and this is (laughs) kyle we don't but
2: it's in the it's in the
1: show description it is so do people really care and if they really care don't they already know i probably do that's how i view it hello my name is i don't believe in those
2: no you in fact hate
1: those i do yeah. I do. I only yeah. want the people that I choose to know my name. And if I'm forced to wear a name tag, then that's ruined. Yes. How could I ever be a covert operative? Well, as the ninja trained me.
2: Yes. It's, true. Uh, it's Gaudete Sunday.
1: Yeah, I'll let you be the one that says that. Any other future references as well, because it's a word I struggle with.
2: Okay. It is Latin. It yeah. means joyful. And it is the Sunday in Advent. Of
1: the pink candle.
2: Of the pink candle and the rose
1: um, vestments. Yes, yes, not pink rose. I'm sorry. Yes. Our, our I feel like our deacon, even above and beyond our priest, will make the gentle... Emphasis of rose. Yes. The only time? Is it the only time of year or is there like one other time?
2: One other time, Laudate Sunday in Lent.
1: Both words that I refuse to try to say. There's something about my Eastern block, Eastern European, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Genetic mouth and tongue shape that just don't allow me to say some of those latin words quite like they should sound i it's bizarre i get it when i slip into caricature of hans Olo or (laughs) any of the other character i can i flow very naturally into the funk uh, that matches Mm -hmm. how they would pronounce things but latin some of it it's just it doesn't evidently i'm not a romantic
2: you are not a romantic or a
1: scholar As would
2: apply
1: (laughs) to Latin as the scholarly language, but also as one of the romantic languages. So I'm sorry. I'm who you ended up with. I'm neither smart nor romantic. I would beg to differ on both accounts. Either way. Either way.
2: But I will say that Gaudete Sunday is the Sunday during Advent for the lighting of the rose or pink candle, Mm -hmm. the rose vestments, because it is a reminder, even in the midst of the darkness and the penitential flavor of Advent. Light light penitence. Advent is very light on the penitence, but it is a reminder that hope is on the way. We're almost to the end of this Advent season.
1: So happy Gaudete Sunday. I think it's interesting that... It's pink. We can call it rose all we want. It's pink. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not rose like red rose. It's That's really what not. we would affiliate with yeah. rose. Yeah. It's pink, and that this this period of hope is affiliated with a color that we also seem to affiliate with feminine qualities. Interesting. And that maybe maybe there's some. Well, in fact, it is through woman that the Savior came to the world. So I think there's something there. Yes. Um,
2: I like it. Yeah.
1: Good. Well, less uh, important, perhaps, it is in fact today, National Cocoa
2: Day. Thank goodness. I've been waiting for this day. I didn't know it was a day.
1: Waiting all freaking year. 364 have gone by.
2: Hey, uh, in our forecast... So mm. This hasn't happened yet, but in our forecast for Oklahoma City.
1: Not as we record, it hasn't happened. Right. By the time this airs, maybe it has happened.
2: Maybe so. They are saying beginning around midnight tonight, we're going to get some snow. So, what the heck? Snow.
1: Snow. Snow. Why, why
2: did my mouth not say snow?
1: Probably because you blacked out and you thought about the fact that right now every retailer in the region is flooded with people <laughs> who are determined to buy milk. Bread and toilet paper, because evidently, if it's going to snow, milk sandwiches and excessive (laughs) pooping are the two top priorities of all.
0: Yes, it's
2: true. Anyway, it's supposed to be snowing maybe by the time you guys listen to this. I mean, they're saying 100% chance of snow. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um, But anyway, what a perfect time for National Cocoa Day.
1: Indeed. So if you are in America... And most most of our listeners are. That's not to alienate anyone or make them feel less because they're not part of the majority. It's just identifying facts. Um, But if you're here, also where we are, right, Mm -hmm. America, Mm -hmm. it's not uncommon here to interchangeably use the terms hot cocoa and hot chocolate i'm guilty of this
2: i've never even known there was an actual difference yeah
1: they're absolutely not the same okay absolutely not the same hot cocoa is made as you would assume with cocoa but also heated milk or water and sugar Mm -hmm. hot chocolate differently is made using ground chocolate mixing it with Hot milk. Yeah. The the huge differentiator being the presence or absence of cocoa butter, the fat
2: okay. that is
1: natural to cacao, cocoa, whatever, right?
2: Now, this is interesting because when we stayed at my parentals during the ice storm, mm-hmm. they have on their counter a tin of hot chocolate that's from, like, Williams-Sonoma, and... Daisy had gone to make herself some and she was like so confused. She was like, mom because we just usually have like a hot cocoa mix, like a Swiss Miss hot cocoa mix, you know. So she was like, she opened it and she's like, I don't this is chocolate. How do you I don't understand. Hot milk. Oh, yes. Hot milk. She was going to have to do it on the stovetop and then as it turns out, Grandpa pointed out to her that not only did they have a tin of hot chocolate, they also had a box of hot cocoa mix.
1: Ah, the Cheater's version. Yes. 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 Yeah.
2: That was a dumb story, but... No,
1: it's it's valid. It's life.
2: I mean, I genuinely thought in the moment, well, that's just William Sonoma being fancy pants, but no, they're actually being accurate in the mm-hmm. sense that that... If you want hot chocolate...
1: Or chocolate.
2: Yes. Then or you, chocolate. Then what you are doing is you are actually heating up what, like chocolate shavings or mm-hmm. something? And then it's in the, the hot milk and the...
1: Yes. There you go. Yes. You're sipping it. It's chocolate. So, again... Hot cocoa requires cocoa powder. That powder is made through typically one of two processes. The more extensive would be fermentation, drying, roasting, and grinding of the cocoa beans. The different, probably, if we're honest, more chemically involved process is just a separation of the cocoa butter, leaving behind powdery something.
2: Okay, so, I've made hot cocoa from scratch using cocoa powder like you would use for baking. Yes. We usually have some in the cabinet because it is the prime ingredient for my famous chocolate cake. Yes. Uh, the kids hate it when I make the cocoa from scratch because you have to really work, really work to get that cocoa and sugar blended mm-hmm. to the point where you're not getting little globules of oh, plain the worst. baking cocoa. They're like, mother. Oh, that's the worst. They spit it out at me. Just kidding.
1: Well, I've heard them curse in a fashion that would embarrass most pirates, including Blackbeard. Wow. Yikes. Uh, we have some real foul-mouthed children. Yeah. I've been meaning to talk to you about this. Mm-hmm. They come by a Probably life. should talk about it more later. Is that some shade you're throwing on me? Shade to both of us. I'd like to point out <laughs> that so far. of our children, their first curse word came from you.
2: Yes, it's a ubiquitous word. They could have heard it anywhere, damn Mm -hmm. it. I mean, I do say that a lot, but...
0: Yeah, you do.
1: (laughs) Anyway, getting getting past all of these intricacies of the differences between the two. Yeah. Whether you want to talk about hot cocoa or hot chocolate, and technically it's hot cocoa's day, but I'm going to go ahead and extend... And say, drink either one. Mm. Don't don't get all swept up in the particulars of someone else. Yeah. If you want one, drink one, whichever it is. That being said, there is a list of things commonly included in either of these hot beverages. I'm going to run through it. You let me know what you like. Okay. One whipped cream. Yes. That simple.
2: Yeah, I thought we could just do this, like, lightning round Oh, style.
1: no, no lightning round. Oh. I want to talk about it. Okay.
2: Whip, whipped cream is a, a for sure a necessi-
1: necessity. Necessity. But are we talking, like, Whippets? Spray whipped cream out of a can or actual a tub of whipped cream? Or homemade whipped cream? What's your what's your pleasure? I
2: mean, you have made some delicious homemade whipped creams in the past. And if you, if that's on hand, I will take that
1: 100%. Do you know what the secret is? Booze. No, I've done it with booze. It doesn't. It doesn't hold up well. It the alcohol is problematic. It breaks
2: down the creaminess, yeah. doesn't
1: it? It tastes good. But what is the secret? The secret to me is there's a little bit of sugar in there. If you follow a standardized internet recipe, Al Gore, you're going to get more sugar than I think is necessary. I think what makes it really good is just a little sugar, and then far more. Dose then would be recommended of a a true real vanilla, mm-hmm. okay. even including some of the pod if you're able.
2: Yes, the
1: the vanilla flavor is what's magnificent there with the creaminess.
2: Yes, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Anyway, I would prefer homemade. I mean, I guess cool whip out of the tub would be second place, but if you've got the spray can uh, style whip it style, yeah, I'm sure pile it on. When I was at, when I was a barista at Starbucks, we had to make our own whipped cream in store, but it was a Whippet style. So you would have this canister yeah, for yeah. whipping cream in with a one of those cartridges that yep. makes it co2
1: yep. yes
2: and it was so stressful to me it was my least favorite job i only did it like maybe two or three times the whole time i worked there because i was terrified of exploding the whole store i don't know that that could happen not the was, whole
1: store yeah, still afraid of it not all the Woolworths. yes for those of you oh brother were art thou fans yes um but yeah um do you remember la creme I don't even know if it's still a thing. I haven't seen it I in so. years. Like it was next to the Cool Whip. Oh yeah,
2: then I don't remember. And other this.
1: things in the in the grocery store. Okay. I feel like it was darker in color, and I think it was darker in color, like an off white, because there was excessive vanilla.
2: Used. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was
1: better. I I hope for their sake and mine that they're still out there and that I can find them again one mm-hmm. day. That was delightful, and I would gladly and preferably put that into my that sounds... hot chocolate or cocoa. Yes, very good, or in your coffee even. Um, maybe although I'm a little bit more of a purist there. Okay. How? Where do you stand on cinnamon and sugar?
2: I have not done this at home, but I have had it. I believe in a in like a starbucks type setting
1: like a stick of cinnamon or a sprinkle Oh no
2: you would want a sprinkle
1: because right? there are people that throw a stick of cinnamon in their in their hot chocolatey cocoa-ish drink
2: and it feels to me like a mexican style hot chocolate or hot cocoa is going to have the cinnamon
1: that's probably where the influence originally came from but i i don't know that they stuck whole sticks of it right. i don't know i don't I know, know either Yes, I don't like it. You don't one just the logistics of trying to drink with a stick poking out of your cup. It makes your eyes hurt. Cinnamon's hot; it burns your eyes. My eyes. It's not the best.
2: Ooh, what about oh, those hot cinnamon candies? Drop some down in there.
1: You could. I'm just. I'm just not a fan of it. Okay. I. I don't know. It feels like I. It's combining too many things to me.
2: Okay. Well. In that instance. Yeah, we got a lot ahead
1: of us. Today. We have a lot ahead of us. Marshmallows.
2: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. All a marshmallow is is a different form of whipped cream, kind yeah. of. Not really, but that's how I view it. Okay. Do you like the little baby marshmallows or the giant ones? Or I, the regular sized ones? I personally
2: like a baby one because I like to sip and get a, a sip full of the hot cocoa or hot chocolate with the marshmallow. Okay. I do not like a, a giant one in there. To me, I just
1: like, what am I supposed to do with this? Well, you eat it. That's for damn sure. Pre mustache days, I would have said large marshmallow, mm-hmm. and then to sip the froth that melts off of it. Mm-hmm. Now, you got to make your cocoa super hot to super make hot. it all the way through a large marshmallow. Mm-hmm. Second would have been the, the, the normal, whatever, standard-sized marshmallow. The little baby marshmallows that are especially in the dry mix stuff. Yeah. That, to me, that's more like a choking hazard.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's fair.
1: But they're good. The flavor, good stuff. What about a candy cane?
2: I could do a candy cane. I mean, I don't require it, but if somebody handed me a, a mug of hot cocoa and had a candy cane stuck in it, I wouldn't hate it. I okay. know, I, like I, to, I don't like to eat candy canes, but I like the peppermint flavor.
1: You, you are a huge peppermint fan. Yeah. Um, caramel. Never had it, but would totally try it. I would drink the caramel and then chase it with a shot of... <laughs> Hot cocoa. Yes. Toffee bits.
2: Again, haven't done it. Would totally love
1: it. Yep. This one was new to me. Coconut.
2: I hate this idea. Really? I don't want this in my hot cocoa or chocolate.
1: Have you ever tried it? No. Well, maybe it's
2: delicious. But like logistically, you're just like mixing coconut flakes in there?
1: I don't know. I don't know if it's... Because all the list said was coconut. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's coconut flakes as we would see them. In that case, it could make for a, for an awkward smile, <laughs> right? Um, but if it was like coconut, let's say it was coconut milk or coconut cream.
2: Okay, now I could dig it. I, I think
1: that'd it. be pretty that, solid.
2: That's fine. That's fine. I was thinking merely of flakes, and it just feels very yeah. chunky. Flakes and... are
1: like strands. Yes. Yeah, uh, p- that was an either or. Oh, the
2: strands. Yes. the strands. I mean, the flakes
1: would be even worse. The the strands or the awkward smile. <laughs> flakes may be still not ideal. <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay, um, peppermint patties. Yes, please. I, I knew you'd say yes to that. Have you ever done it?
2: Nope, but I want to now. To so
1: take like a York peppermint patty and break the chunks in there and let it all dissolve. Yes. I feel like Daisy would be on board with that too.
2: This next one might end our marriage.
1: Crushed butterscotch candies.
2: I would puke in a cup if someone handed that. To really, me. I hate butterscotch so much. And
1: though it may not have been, since the show has come out of testing, yeah, I've mentioned before, butterscotch may be the sole reason that I'm not still a bedwetter, and so I have an affinity for butterscotch.
2: <laughs> it's true. It's true. You love butterscotch candy. I hate them. Just I can. I can conjure the taste in my mind right now, and Mm -hmm. it's making me gag.
1: I hate it. That's bizarre. Maybe, maybe they are in fact terrible, but they are so much better than wetting the bed that I find them tasty. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Candy sprinkles, and I don't even know what the hell that is.
2: You mean like cupcake sprinkles or Uh, cake sprinkles?
1: I don't know. I know what, I don't know. I don't know what they meant when they said candy sprinkles. I'm guessing. Yeah, to me... The only way the sprinkle makes any sense is if you've got a huge dollop of whipped cream mm-hmm, in there that uh-huh. the sprinkles are sticking to. But yeah. even then, it's just like, yeah, okay, so we have some fake chocolate sprinkles on the thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's a little over the top for me. I don't need yeah. that. Um, cinnamon cereal.
2: I've never heard of this, but I would try that. Cinnamon cereal, yeah. what do they
1: mean? Like, Well, all I could think of, I don't know what they mean because it was their list and they didn't expound, but all I can imagine is... Pouring yourself some cinnamon toast crunch yes. and then pouring hot cocoa or chocolate That's it. That's what I
2: was thinking, too. That'd that would probably be tasty. pretty
1: good. I don't know if I'd want to try to drink that. Maybe a spoon, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it would probably be all right. Yeah. Um, little chocolate, not like full size, but little chocolate chips. I mean, it's
2: fine. Take or leave it. I don't require it, but...
1: Is it good by itself? Is it better with whipped cream? Where are you going?
2: I would think better with whipped cream, yeah.
1: Okay. Um chopped nuts why
2: would really do that just have a freaking ice cream sundae why would you mess up your hot cocoa with chopped nuts
1: it feels weird that's another smile hazard i feel <laughs> like are there any that i've this was their list is there any that i've missed what other things is there any other thing
2: well i would say the only thing that i can think of is you know in the grocery stores you can buy um coffee syrups Like a hazelnut or a... Or a
1: butterscotch syrup.
2: Mm, Yes, certainly. You just wanted it again? A little bit. Dang it, man. Cherry. Ooh, what about just cherries? Like maraschinos.
1: Oh, now that could be interesting. That could be
2: interesting. Anyway, I could see people having some coffee syrups that they give a little squirt into their uh, hot cocoa or chocolate, whatever the case may be. Interesting. You're still thinking about the cherries,
1: aren't you? <laughs> I all of it. It's it, I have a whole mess of things going on in my mind about all this. Okay. That'll that'll be something we'll have to give some consideration to. Mm-hmm. Um, as an addition, just a, an extra little nod. It's also National Violin Day.
2: Well, there you go.
1: Now, whether you call it a violin or a fiddle, depending on where you're from. This is an instrument that, throughout history, is more or less the master code switcher. Okay. It goes everywhere. Baroque music, jazz, folk, rock, soft rock, bluegrass, country, orchestral music, name it. The violin has been there. It's everywhere. And I deeply, deeply enjoy both, actually, because I feel like if you're going to call it a fiddle, that's pretty specific to the style of music it's playing. Well, but I love the violin. I love violin, classic violin, like only the violin playing. Yeah, yeah, and not a not a whole bunch of them, but just one. Oh yeah, and maybe that shows somehow where I'm related to the Frankenstein monster who also loved it. I don't know. That's funny. But it's to me, there may be no. There may be no instrument more mournful, more emotion driving than the the violin. Well, sometimes happy. And especially notice that with fiddle playing. Yes. Um, But it's such an expressive instrument.
2: I agree. I, I love I love all the string instruments. I really do. Pro tip, if you have a child going into orchestra.
1: It's gonna suck. If they play In the violin. Yes, it is going to, but yeah. steer
2: them away from the violin because so many students play pick and play the violin. Yeah, And there's so much competition for once they get to like our daughter's age, different honor orchestras or whatever. So many kids trying out for a limited number of spots. Direct your kid to the viola. A cello yeah. or even a bass, I and mean, got yeah. big yeah. old bass to follow. Cello's
1: on. pretty solid. Yeah. Cello's another one that can really work the the range. Yep. Um, we had the opportunity. It's been some time back now not not more than a year, but some time back. Um, our what's what's Alvez's title?
2: He's the director of music, of director sacred of music, music
1: of sacred music yes. at our parish. Well, he's beyond just performing for the mass and, and helping facilitate that. He's deeply into music, has a huge network of people and friends and a lot of influence because he's really freaking good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He periodically will sponsor different concerts that take place at our parish outside of the normal mass times, right. And we'd gone, I don't even know again, it was just a, it's evidence of how impressive his flex is he had a cello player come in that's a world-renowned player, and he'd managed to catch him just in a window between the guy's last performance and the time that he needed to get on a plane to head back out of country. Mm-hmm. And we got to enjoy that, and it was really something.
2: You and Daisy did that. Yes. Yes. Um, If you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band, as the
1: song goes. But then they go on to talk about Louisiana know, afterwards. That's... It feels like a.
2: Fuel guitar is hot, but not for Louisiana, man.
1: Right, right. I'm I'm not completely understanding where they're going.
2: But if you are going to play
1: some country and western music... You need some fiddle in there. Yes. You need some fiddle. Even if the devil went down to Georgia. Any of that. Whatever. Um, what if it's my birthday today?
2: Well, good news for you. It's a great day to be born, December 13th is. You're going to share your birthday with one Eric... Marlon Bishop of Terrell? Terrell. Terrell, Texas. Now, who's Eric Marlon Bishop, you may ask? As I do. Many of us know him by his stage and acting name, Jamie Fox. Fox with two yes, X's. Fox with two X's. I mean, look at him. He just went for it. Like he did not want to be Eric Marlon or Bishop in any format. Right. Jamie right. Fox.
1: Highly fact, memorable
2: name. It worked out for him. Yeah,
1: I was just looking to see if there was any way to spell Jamie Fox from a rearrangement of those it's not even an letters anagram it's, or it's, anything. Yeah, it's not there. Mm-hmm. um Who else though? Most notably, you share your birthday with
2: singer, songwriter, woman of the moment, woman of the hour, Taylor Swift.
1: I thought that might excite you to. Oh, it that.
2: did. It did, my friend. Too it bad did. it's not your birthday. Ah, far from it. It is also the saint day for Saint Lucy. We can talk about that now or later. What do you want to do? Look,
1: go ahead with Saint Lucy.
2: Oh man, it's Saint Lucy's feast day, you guys, and I've got some things for you to know about Saint Lucy if you're not familiar. So first of all, I would like everyone to know that Saint Lucy is one of seven women mentioned during the Eucharistic prayer at Mass. Now there are four different Euchar-
1: Eucharistic prayers
2: available to, uh, priests again this we're talking about
1: the or celebrants it could be the oh, deacon yeah kind of not really of the mass he's just can do the homily and then yes. help serve in the mass so you were and right can read the i i overreached i got excited i apologize tell it's me okay. just just tell me Shh.
2: no no it's okay it's all right i i got a little excited there thinking about it then yes you're right yeah Yes rolls in the Mass. but
1: It's the old close but no cigar kind of a game.
2: Yes. So there are four different Eucharistic prayers. And one of them, the first one, Eucharistic Prayer 1, is known as the Roman Canon, which has the option of reciting a short list of saints before and after saying the sacred words of consecration. It is an ancient list, and mm-hmm. it has changed very little, very little throughout the centuries. There are only seven women listed in the Roman canon and St Lucy is one of them. So mm-hmm. St Lucy was born in the 3rd century, okay. so the 200s. Two Hunskies. Yes, at an early age Lucy dedicated her virginity to Christ, but her mother was not aware of it and arranged to have her married.
1: No. Lucy refused on account Just in case you were wondering, virginity and marriage Not historically, things that go together. Right,
2: exactly. So Lucy refused on account of her private vow, and the man she was supposed to marry turned her in on account of being a Christian. This was during the Diocletian persecution, by the way. And
1: that's a very significant era of persecution.
2: Yes. Now, this led to a gruesome martyrdom for Lucy, where her eyes were gouged out prior to her being killed. Devotion to her spread rapidly throughout Europe, particularly in Scandinavia. So I would like to tell you that in uh the scandinavian countries like sweden norway finland st lucy's day or st lucia day is the festival of lights okay? okay now bearing in mind that in the scandinavian countries this time of year it's basically almost dark year uh day uh, what's the word i'm saying all day yeah it's very little daylight yeah so st lucy's feast day is a big day uh celebrating light lots of candles um, there's usually like a parade where one girl has been designated uh, as like the, to act in the role of the St. Lucia. And they no, gouge they eyes do out. not have to gouge out your eyes. Okay. Thank goodness.
1: Thank goodness. That'd be, she, that'd be so wrong.
2: She is followed by young girls dressed in white wearing lighted wreaths, lighted with candles.
1: Oh, that's not safe.
2: On their heads. That's a fire hazard. The boys. My are- hair! The boys are dressed in white pajamas. That is how I lost my hair. I was wearing a candled
1: wreath uh, on my head. Yes. And that's why I have less hair. It
2: it explains a lot. Um, They are all singing traditional songs. This is the beginning of the Christmas season in Scandinavia. I don't know what to tell you about that liturgically, but... For the Scandinavian countries, they're like, now we celebrate Christmas. We will begin the Christmas season. Schools generally close around noon on St. Lucie's Day so that people can get ready for the holiday. Okay. Um, Families observe St. Lucia's Day in their homes by having one of their daughters, usually the oldest, dress in white and serve coffee and baked goods. Of course they do. Sign me up for that. I do
1: want to pause, though. You, you transitioned with no explanation from St. Lucie. To Saint Lucia.
2: Oh well, I mean, Saint Lucia is just like the Scandinavianized version of Saint okay. Lucy. Yes. Okay, good
1: enough. I just wanted—I wanted some help.
2: Okay, um, so the daughter serves the baked goods, including saffron bread, which they call Lusakater. Is that how you say it?
1: Um, I can't. I can't transition to Scandinavian. That does not flow off my tongue. The I, German can't, does. I can't explain it, but the the German and other eastern european stuff does
2: okay they also sometimes will serve ginger biscuit uh and then visitors people go around to their families houses neighbors houses visit throughout the day in earlier centuries the norse celebrated the winter winter solstice with large bonfires meant to scare off evil spirits after converting to christianity around the year 1000 the norse incorporated the legend of saint lucia into their celebration which is why we have this festival of lights. Kind of combines both pagan and Christian traditions. Well, and
1: maybe even borrows a little bit from Judaism. Isn't Hanukkah the festival of light it or celebration of something like that?
2: Yes, indeed it is. So happy right. St. Lucy's Day, everybody. Indeed.
1: Um, before we move into the wrap up portion of things, There, there was much conversation uh, ahead of this episode because today's readings, they are not the easiest ones to pull together and say, well, here's the coherent message coming from mm-hmm. these multiple pieces. Yes. Um, we're not. Well, I'm not. I won't speak for you. I'm not a scholar.
2: Well, I'm not either.
1: I'm I have a good. You have a good intellect. I have a decent intellect, mm-hmm. and we can sort through things most often. But occasionally, there's a group of readings that's like, yeah, I, I'll agree with it, but I'm I'm not sure what all is being said. here.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: and this is where we would defer. We again, I can say we because we discussed this before and we agreed. Yeah, we would defer and say you if you want some good things about the readings for today, absolutely go to the podcast of the Linky Guys. Yes. And that's also the listen for today. Mm-hmm. It's episode 213 titled Witness.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Anytime I'm truly stumped, and this is, this is only valuable for the Sunday Mass. Yes. Because that's the schedule that they're on. Yes. But anytime I'm truly stumped and it is a Sunday Mass, they do a great job of finding whatever thing it is from antiquity that was identified to select these specific readings and beautifully very affirmingly at the very introduction of the episode the priest himself says yeah i'm struggling with this i'm counting on you my co-host friend Mm -hmm. theologian to help me dig through what this is and so there's that that makes it worth listening to but additionally They go through some fascinating, fascinating things that draw, I've never seen before, context around each of the four Gospels that helps you kind of walk in with the right perspective as you would approach any of the four.
2: Yep. It's
1: really good.
2: Yes. Very, very much worth the listen. Yeah. And that's in the first 10 minutes of the episode, essentially. So... Even if you don't want to dig into the connections and the readings for today's Mass, just the first 10 minutes where they—it it doesn't take that long. They break down, yeah, the, the context for what each of the Gospels— the, the sort of point of view yeah. each Gospel takes. It's yeah. very good. Yeah,
1: because even though any Christian would agree this is, this is inspired writing— it's not like they went into a trance and wrote someone else's no. words. They were telling each of the writers, tells things from the perspective that they, as a human, had. Yes. On whatever event went down. And so that means, even though the four Gospels repeat the same message, that you're getting, you're getting different paths all to the same outcome. Yes. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. That's it. That's huge. Okay. Well, trending today... Do you want this, or do you want me to take it and quiz you at the end? Okay, you, you go ahead. Okay, read don't that. read the notes. Okay, trending Peacock, which is NBC Universal's streaming service. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing a reboot of Saved by the Bell, which this was. right Yeah, very popular kids. What would you call? Is it? It's a, it's it a like sitcom. Sitcom.
2: Yeah.
1: From the eighties and nineties. It was not a primetime sitcom, but
2: it was a sitcom. It yes. was
1: prime time in our lives, right? Yes. So they're doing the reboot of this and the original cast of characters now serves as the faculty. Oh my god! In this version. Principals, teachers, at coaches. Bayside High? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Is everyone coming back for it?
1: I, I cannot verify that. Okay. I don't I'm not sure they could afford that.
2: That, um, yeah, because
1: some of these people
2: have gone on to have some yeah, real careers. not all of them. I mean,
1: nope. they could afford probably for sure. Who would show up would be the ones who have had no career since, and they're like, yeah, yes, bring me some money. Yeah, but uh, this ultimately this has inspired a veritable crapload of internet search traffic over trying to look up and see what now are the current ages of that original cast. Okay. And so...
2: This is going to make me feel terrible
1: about to, my life. To walk through the majors, <laughs> Jessie Spano. Uh-huh. Any guess? How old is she today?
2: Man, I feel like when this came out, she was probably six or seven years older than me. So, And I'm 43. I'm going to say she's like 48,
1: 49. 48.
2: 48. You nailed it. Oh, my gosh.
1: A.C. Slater, the Latin love interest of millions of teen girls and under okay so if jesse spano's 48 is he like maybe 50 he's younger actually
2: oh really he's
1: 47 okay although he looks like he's still like 35 yeah
2: i know right he has
1: been blessed with genetics Good
2: genetics and maybe a little work done
1: here. how about who would have been your first choice of husband zach morris
2: you mean one Mark Paul Gosselin.
1: Oh, yes, indeed. All the... De- do you, what? Do you want to give his astrological sign? Anything else that you want to celebrate? This is a on long-time, ongoing thing. Meg admitted to me years ago... When we were dating. When we were dating. Yes. That she was a little bit bothered, warmer than lukewarm, maybe even hot and bothered, by Zach Morris. How old do you think Zach
2: is? see, I do feel like he's probably 50. You'd be wrong. Okay.
1: He's younger than both of them. What? Yeah. He's coming in at 46.
2: He's your age, well, essentially.
1: Well, I'm 45. Thanks for crapping on me there. Um, maybe if I was 46, I could compete with your love interest for him. I don't know. Okay. Wow. Wow. I'm having some bad feels.
2: I'm having some weird feels because I thought they were older than this. But also right. hearing those numbers, I'm like, but they're all so old. But they're our age. And are we old? No, no. Okay.
1: They're not either. How about Kelly Kapowski?
2: So if Jesse's has 48, I'm going to say Kelly Kapowski is like
1: 46. Exactly. Her, okay. is, her and Zach share 46. All right. How about everybody's least favorite Screech? Justin
2: Diamond. Uh, I'm just going to guess
1: 48. 43? He's
2: the Whoa. baby. He's my age. He is
1: the baby of the group. Okay. Maybe you should have married him. Never. That feels
2: terrible. He's I a little it.
1: bit creepy. Yeah. And lastly, Lisa Turtle. Uh-huh. The very activist voiced member of the group, right?
2: Um, well, yes, and also, but she liked to shop and do stuff. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, she lived in two worlds. She did.
2: Um, I don't know, uh, 49?
1: 46. Okay. Lisa, Zach, and Kelly all come in at 46. Slater, one year older, at 47. Jesse at 48. Screech over there by himself at 43. The baby of the group.
2: I've got to go look and do some googing of my own, because I'm super curious if any... Who, if any, is coming back for a reboot? Well, if you had
1: to guess, based on the success that they've enjoyed since, who would you say more likely to be coming back? Or if it's a shorter list, who won't?
2: I feel like based on the success that people have had, Zach Morris, for sure, is not coming back. Okay. Probably not AC Slater. He's got working gigs keeping him busy and probably not Kelly Kapowski, although Tiffany and
1: yeah, well, but that doesn't change my opinion just because you said her real name.
2: Yeah. I feel like she's done some enough work that she feels like she has a need to come back. I could see the others coming back.
1: I don't know. I'm I wrestle. I think certainly screech will be there. He's done nothing. Yeah. He's, he's literally like begging. They probably didn't ask. And he's like, Oh, I'm here. Yeah. I just showed up for the shoot. Who's this other person portraying me? Yeah. He's there. Um, I've not, and maybe she's just been in stuff that I didn't watch. But I've not seen Lisa Turtle, yeah, reappear in a lot of stuff. Um, Jesse Spano's a curiosity because of striptease.
2: Yes, I
1: don't know if they'd ask her back. Yeah, who knows? Um, I've I'm guessing Kelly Kapowski was in things that I just didn't watch mm-hmm. because I don't recall hearing from her. She's been in some stuff. Okay. Now, Zach Morris, it took a time. There was a period, there was a dead space in there. But yeah. then he was in some pretty impressive stuff. I don't know.
2: NYPD William? Yeah,
1: he's a toss-up to me. Yeah, A.C. Slater, though, is an interesting, different one. In my perspective, Your Honor, which could be completely wrong. Though he has been in a lot of not necessarily acting roles but he's done a lot he's doing a lot yeah. professionally. Yeah. I could still see at least how I imagine his mindset and personality to be that it would be a kick.
2: Yeah. For him to true.
1: come back and do it. So maybe he'd do it even though basically the rest of the show has to work around his schedule.
2: Yeah, I can see that for sure. Yeah. Isn't he like um like on one of those like morning shows?
1: It's possible it's possible he's TV he's done a lot of host work
2: yeah that's what i mean so, yeah. yeah like a host on a morning uh oh. network show or something i don't
1: know it could i i also so i view it split one that'd be kind of a kick to come back yeah for him but also again he's he's gifted he's ageless yeah and i could see it also being a pride move yeah to come back and be like i've I look like I'm barely older than I was. Who are you, old, old bastards? <laughs> Time's not been kind to you. A little bit of a dig, just, maybe. Just
2: flexing on everything yeah. by walking in the room. Yeah,
1: because, hey, back then, this was so groundbreaking. Because there were not maybe any other shows, if many at all. There weren't many shows that really spanned different uh, origins. It was uh, Every show was white. Yeah. And here he's, I can't think at least during that time of another really strong Latino role. Yeah. um, That was beyond something goofy. Mm -hmm. And and granted, his role was a little goofy. I was going to say like to look back to something like Chips. Mm. uh, Where you had, but it was still a very stereotypical presentation of the Latino. And I feel like as the show started out, and maybe even as it went on, there were still some strong stereotypes attached to him that maybe he wasn't real happy about, but he enjoyed the paycheck. And so again, I I view this as an opportunity to come back. And
2: the interesting thing, now that you're saying that interesting thing about say by the bell at the time, you're right. There was, this was not a time of like peak diversity, especially in programming directed towards teens and kids. But on Saved by the Bell, like, the fact that Mario Lopez and the actress who played Lisa were, you know, people of color, that was never, like, a plot line. Right. It was just, like, they were right. just their friends. And right. that was just, like...
1: the To me, so, absolutely, the only correct way to present it. Don't bring it in as a point of contention. Bring it in as a point of humanity.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, that is interesting to think about. Yeah. Okay.
1: All right. Well, let's, let's whirl. Watch, read, listen. Life... Style.
2: Well, definitely, if you're going to watch something, go dig up those Saved by the Bell reruns. Or the new
1: showing, either one.
2: There's a YouTube slash um, other, like a web mini-series, I don't know, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube, called Zach Morris's Garbage. Oh, interesting. That takes all of the terrible, talking about plot lines, terrible things that the character of Zach Morris did at various yeah. points of the show. It's amusing, too, if you want to kind of go back in a sarcastic look back at scene by the film.
1: That sounds... We may have to do that one night. Okay. Um, We did finally, last night, power through the HBO Mm -hmm. D.B. Cooper documentary. Documentary.
2: Yeah, it's just called The Mystery of D.B. Cooper.
1: I'm going to go ahead and just unabashedly say it sucked.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't what I hoped it would be.
1: I... I found points made by them that conflicted with much of the research that I've done. And so that also was irritating to me. Yeah. Um, I just felt like they could have done it so much better. Maybe the fairest thing to say, it didn't suck. It only sucked in comparison to what I imagine they could have done if they'd actually seemed like they gave a crap.
2: Yeah, it was a little bit all over the place. It was a little bit hard to, to track with the different storytelling that was going on. And also, I mean, I mean all of us know that it's still, an, well, it's a closed case, but they never really resolved who right. it was. Right. But the, the way they split the time with the different stories, there wasn't really like this compelling thing oh. of like, well, I mean, I don't know about you, but I really think it was this person. It was yeah. just
1: it's like they're all crazy.
2: It was more of a telling of the story of people who really either believed that they were or convinced their relatives that they were D.B. Cooper, which that's fine. And that's when that's definitely one perspective to take on the D.B. Cooper story. But I thought it was going to be more digging into who he actually really was.
1: Right.
2: Right. Um, I thought the most compelling thing and the most interesting thing was that flight attendant who uh, was there in the midst of it. I found her story to be very engaging and and the pilots too to some extent but I just, again, as a woman and also as a parent whose child is not that much younger than this flight attendant was when this all happened I just, I could kind of fit into, like, think about what I would do in her shoes mm-hmm. or imagine mm-hmm. one of our daughters being in, in the sh- her shoes and, and she was so young and to have, to go through this and she's so well spoken and I don't know. I, I found her story to be the most compelling. The stories of the people who claimed to be him, I just did not find. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it was the documentaries.
1: It was a lot like watching the, watching the local television news after a tornado's blown through and they found yeah. whatever whatever pretty ignorant person to come talk.
0: Mm-hmm. It,
1: it was. You do, You don't have to sensationalize this by finding sensationally odd people right it's sensational by itself go find like this flight attendant go find mm-hmm. the people that can bring some credibility through their telling mm-hmm. right yeah yeah so yeah.
2: anyway we did it we watched it we did it wasn't our favorite won't watch it theater. again yeah it's
1: not a rewatch for me
0: yeah
1: um we currently have nothing new to add to the reading category true obvious choice for listen based on what we've just talked about is to go check out lanky guys episode 213 called witness mm-hmm. even if you don't care about the mass readings is if you're a christian in any way just the context that they give around the gospels that alone is worth the listen yeah absolutely very strong yes and lifestyle
2: Well, you could put a wreath of candles on your head and lead a parade through your neighborhood for St. Lucia Day, or...
1: Should you wear pants? I think
2: pants are required.
1: I feel like with a lighted wreath on your head, pants are optional. Okay, that's a fair point. Uh, It may not be anything that she would like. Yes. So maybe you don't need to call it a a St. Lucia celebration.
2: If you are not up for parading through your neighborhood, candle lit or not, you could just make some baked goods and serve coffee and enjoy the day.
1: Or hot cocoa. Or hot, or hot, hot cocoa. Chocolate.
2: Or hot chocolate. Add your flavorings and mix-ins of choice.
1: Indeed. I'm going to share a story. Please do. We, we've we known for some time that we would be getting new furniture. And because we knew, like without question, it wasn't a desperate can we please have new furniture? We knew. And so there was no sense of real urgency. It was like, we're just going to flow with this and let it occur right, as it will. Yes. Well, we had nothing planned for this this yesterday, for Saturday. And thought, you know what? Why don't we go down to whatever place? A couple different choices available here for local, mm-hmm. call them big box yeah. places. Yeah. Um, we're we're in an interesting place in life where we still have five children, um, at least 3.5 of which are pretty rough on things. And so we're not looking to, we don't have the desire for the epitome of all furnitures, for the living room specifically, um, because the kids, man, they're just going to wreck whatever you got. You know they will. So, but at the same time, we don't want trash. We have trash. If we were happy with trash, we'd just keep what we have, right? Mm -hmm. And it's trash because they trashed it, not because we bought trash. Right. Um, So, yeah, just kind of sussing through things and and really giving some weight accurately to what is it that I want? Mm -hmm. What is it that I really want? Not what I think would be cool, not what I think would be, you know, if I were living a different life than I am now, what I would own. Right. What do we want? What would we feel good having? Right. And, And so we went to this uh this particular place and before we went in we were just kind of shooting the bull a little bit in the car talking about things and relaying these exact perspectives and then additionally just to say hey we're not going in there expecting to walk away with a thing we're not going in there not expecting to walk away with a thing. Really, it's just the enjoyment of knowing we're going to have new furniture. Yes. Whether it's today or another day or whenever. And we're just gonna go look and enjoy that. We literally hit the lottery. Yes. When we walked in. We had the best salesperson I've ever dealt with. I don't know how things are in other places. I know how they are here. And and for here, in the Oklahoma City metro area, when you go into a furniture store, they have even in in joking not joking commercials on television they they talk about the shopper stalker mm-hmm. you walk in and you're just you're abused immediately by somebody that's it's working aggressive. on commission and yes. just trying to make their way but they're, yes. they're coached in a pretty aggressive manner,
2: yes, well,
1: we go in and and the the person there waiting for us, we go through our check-in procedures as we now do for COVID mm-hmm. and told her, hey, we don't we don't really know exactly. We just kind of want to look. And she said the most brilliant thing a salesperson may have ever said in the life of salespeople. Okay, well, you go look around. Here's my name. If somebody harasses you, you tell them you're working with me. They'll leave you alone. And... When you're done, give me a holler.
2: She really did say that. Yeah. Which I appreciated. And
1: we did. We drew her name like a firearm. Yes. On three
2: occasions she, as we walked through. we walk were sniffing through. around us as we browsed and yeah. we'd be like, oh, hey, because, can we help you? And we're yeah. like,
1: Riley. Riley's got us. Riley got us. And they're like, oh, okay. Damn it. <laughs> Damn you, Riley. And we had a very pleasant yes. meandering through. Yes. Now, beautifully, it was literally the first sofa love seat chair things that we saw were like now that seems perfect it's the first thing we saw very
2: first set we looked at
1: we felt obligated though responsible to go look around and make sure but what that established then was rather than making untold numbers of comparisons on the way through the store yeah we just repeatedly made a singular comparison mm-hmm. is it better than or worse than the first thing that we saw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We found nothing else. Yeah. We, we enjoyed the meander through the store, sitting in things, drawing our six gun of Riley's name to back off the three other oppressive people that would have absolutely ruined the experience. Get to the end of it. She appears just at the point in time in which we would be looking for her. Mm-hmm. And we, we picked out what we wanted. We, we got it did. purchased. It should be here. We don't know when. Sometime in the next one day to six weeks time frame. <laughs> Who knows? That's how COVID works as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we got it picked. It's gorgeous stuff that will fit our life perfectly. We're very excited about it. And we walked away with the statement we find ourselves repeating often lately Things just seem to keep working out for us. Yes, absolutely.
2: It was great. Yeah, It was the most low-stress purchase of furniture we've ever had in our marriage.
1: Yes. And I guess if there's a, a lifestyle takeaway, don't know if this will work or not, but it's something I will try in the future. When you walk into one of these places with oppressive salespeople to, with that first one that approaches, say, you know what? I really want to look around by myself. Give me your name. Give me your card, whatever. And whoever else comes along, I will tell them I am yours if you'll let me have some time to look around.
2: Exactly. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So that.
1: All right. Any other things? I think that's it for this Sunday. Very well. Well, have an awesome today. Would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Just for the record, Kyle does not feel threatened by Zach Morris. In reality. He probably should. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found.